I'm Leanna Shields, and you're listening to The Cozy Sleuth. Today, Snoops and Sleuths, I'm chatting with Michelle Franick. Did I get that right, Michelle? It's Francic. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Michelle Francic. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be talking with her about her books, writing, and all things cozy. Michelle, would you like to introduce yourself to my Snoops and Sleuths? Um, sure. So my name is Michelle Frantic. Um, right now I have two series going with Sweet Promise Press. I have a series called uh, Texas Size, in the, in the Texas Size Mystery series, I have a sub-series called the Donahue Brothers of Texas. And then I have three books in that series so far. And then my most recent series is um, Bewitching the Rich Guy. And it is a series of uh, books, four books, that are taken from different points of view, but it's the same basic um, uh, time period and the same events, but they're four witches and um, they just describe it what happens from their own point of view. And I have some new series coming up too. Wow, You're, you, sound like a, you sound like me when it comes to writing. You have a lot of projects going at once. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I do. There's a, there's a lot in my head that needs to be put on paper. <laughs> I'm kind of the same way. I've got uh, the Mystic Mystic Ranch Mysteries. I'm currently working on books two and three of that one. I've got the Art of the Heart series that mm-hmm. I'm working on book two on that one. And I've got several that I just started, including one that I'm going to do for National Novel Writing Month called Dragon Roasts in Danger. Wonderful. Yeah, we just had one come out um, yesterday. That's it. I'm part of an anthology. And it ties into my um, witch series. And then my upcoming series, that's a paranormal cozy, um, Pixie's Magical Mishaps. Um, it ties in characters from both series. Um, and then my publisher just offered me a new series. I'm not quite sure what that one's going to be yet. So yeah, it, it's fun though to have all these different things going and um, you know, be able to kind of switch worlds when you need to. And um, I don't know, I just, it's just so much fun. Yeah, it's, it's one of the, my favorite things when it comes to writing is that ability to say you're not in the mood for this. You can switch over to a project that you're working on that's in a different setting or things like that. Is yeah. any of your writing inspired by your actual life? um the reason that's funny is because um i i told you when we were talking earlier um just before we started that i kind of had a rough day today and um i was at work i have a day job um and one of my first children's chapter book that i wrote it's uh barnyard fables shelly lynn and the bullies and it was based on the people I work with. <laughs> and um, yeah, I kind of turned the people I work with into barn animals, farm animals, and created this whole uh, story. And at first it was very obvious who these people were because I wrote it for myself just to kind of get out of my own head. But it, it was such a good story in the end that um, I kind of changed it a little bit, you know, to to uh, protect the guilty, I guess, but um, I changed it. So, you know, and so there's this little duckling that goes to a new place and she's all excited and, and then everyone's mean 
and there are bullies and she makes a good friend. Um, and that the friend is a little piglet named Cal and he's very 100% based on my work friend, <laughs> Sal. He is wonderful. But the things that the, this little piglet says and the way he acts and, and talks are just totally my friend. I mean, just to a T. Anyone who's ever met him and reads this book will go, oh my gosh, I know who that is. You know, the other ones I had to kind of change, but um, yeah, I do. I do do that. And I, um, I think there's an element of that in all of my stories, not necessarily based on specific things, but maybe like things that have happened or um, ways that something has made me feel. And then I, I think I kind of process sometimes in my writing, if that makes sense. It makes sense. So makes sense. I'm the same way. Okay, I, good. <laughs> and I, I'm kind of the same way with some of the stuff in my own writing. Um, I wouldn't say like my main character is me, but she's kind of the me I wish I was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but I did yep. put in my love of old movies into this main character and I have her quote some of my favorite movies uh, throughout books let's see book one book two and book three yeah and and in my series bewitching the rich guy um, like I said there are four witches and they each have very different personalities but as I was writing them I found that I drew on the different parts of myself you know I wouldn't say that I'm like any of them particularly but when I was writing their character, it was like it did. It drew something out of me. If, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but it was really kind of, it was really a neat exploration. You know, yeah. I didn't go into it that way, but that's what it turned out to be, I think. Often, I think that's how it is with writing. We, we don't go in planning to have to delve into ourselves, <laughs> but often that that happens in some way or other and you're just kind of like well wait a minute I didn't mean to do this but okay you want to go into therapy session on paper okay (laughs) yeah mm -hmm. (laughs) so one minute my brain just went (laughs) bye-bye I need to look at my list of questions (laughs) (laughs) this is why we edit (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that's perfectly fine do you have any advice for those who want to write or want to write their own cozies Um, as far as cozies go I would say read them read them and find some that you love and then write something that you want to read you know, there are people that, that absolutely adore my writing and there are people who hate it and that's okay. Um, I write stuff that makes me happy that, and, and I write to make other people happy. You know, it, it's, I, my books are not, you know, um, great literature. They are fun. They take you out of yourself. They, they make your day a little better. And that's really what I want to do, you know? Um, and, I, and if you want to write cozies, read them. Read them, figure out what you like about them, and then do your own thing. Absolutely. Um, I, which is another reason why I started this show. I love cozies and want to introduce people to cozies. 
but it was that love of cozies from reading let's see how many times I can say the word cozy in a show (laughs) (laughs) um from reading them I I learned what it was I loved about them Mm -hmm. and that gave me kind of the courage to delve into writing them for myself Mm -hmm. yeah And And I think, you know, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, no, you go. (laughs) Well, I think the things, the thing with cozies for me, and and this isn't the technical probably definition of cozy, but it's, it's less about the mystery and more about the relationships and the journey and the people and the world. And, um, and that's what's so much fun is creating these worlds that people actually want to be in that there I've had people say oh man I just I wish I lived in this neighborhood I wish I was part of this family I wish that you know and and that's just wonderful you know to create characters that people want to be friends with and um you know and and there are people who will give me like a bad review well the mystery wasn't very good well that's not the point of the cozy you know the point of the cozy is is just the whole the whole thing you know, if you want a mystery, then you go and get a mystery book. But if you want a cozy, the mystery's part of it. But so is just the journey and everything. You know, it's that's what I love the most about it. Yeah, the the sense of community mm-hmm. that a cozy brings out is so key to the story. You have mm-hmm. to love the characters to care about the peril that they're putting themselves in to solve this puzzle be it a murder, a theft, a, a missing family heirloom, what yeah. what have you. The thing with a cozy is, yes, there's the puzzle, mm-hmm. but it's the community that is the strongest in these books. Yeah. And it's one of the things I love about them too. Uh, my first cozy that I ever read was The Cat Who Said Cheese. Yes, that sounds like a children's book, but it really is a cozy. <laughs> Lillian, Jackson, Lillian Jackson Braun. She has oh, a whole duh. series called The Cat Who. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I knew I recognized it, but I couldn't place it. <laughs> and The Cat yeah. Who Said Cheese is kind of midway in the series. I just loved the characters and how quirky they were and, and just how different this world was from other books I've read Mm -hmm. and as I got to know this series more and more the more and more I kind of wished I could live in the town of pickaxe or (laughs) or wherever Quillen was staying at the time and the more I kind of wished I knew him personally as a friend because I think he would have been a fun guy to hang out with (laughs) yeah (laughs) And the more I kind of wanted to create my own characters that were, if not on par, because I know I'm not quite at that level yet, but <laughs> could, could hold their own in the cozy world. <laughs> yeah, and, that, and that's the other thing is if you, if you enjoy writing and it makes you happy, write. You know, don't, for me, I, I also host um, a short story, I host short story writing challenges. And I, um, and we do anthologies for the entries that, that are submitted. And 
my biggest thing, and I, I do that because people, sometimes we're afraid to write. We don't think we're good enough or whatever. And it doesn't matter. You know, if you want to write and it makes you happy, write and Absolutely. just write, just keep writing. And eventually you'll get to where you are better. I have some people that started with me last year that were terrified. I mean, just terrified to write anything. They thought they weren't good enough, but they were interested enough to submit something. One lady submitted like a little poem. It was like, I think three lines or let's see, like six lines long. And this year she's been with me for, for all of the, the challenges I've done in this past year. And this year for the Halloween one, I mean, she gave me four stories. <laughs> oh, wow. You know, she, she is so, and, and she just does it for herself. She's not interested in becoming, you know, a published author other than in our anthologies, but she, I've seen her grow. And it's just because she just got out there and she just did it. She's like, okay, well, I'm going to write something. And she did it. And then she wrote a little more. And it's so amazing. It's just so amazing to me to watch people blossom like that. And I think that's the main thing is just write, you know, just do it. Yeah. Cause you can always fix bad writing, <laughs> but you can't fix no writing. Exactly. If you love to write, write. Don't, don't care about what people are going to think in the future. Just get what's in your heart on to the computer or onto paper or whatever you use to write. <laughs> Absolutely. And don't worry about it being grammatically correct and all that. Cause like oh, you goodness. said, you can go and fix it. Oh goodness. Just... If I worried about that, I'd never get anything published. Grammar is like my weakness. <laughs> I'm dyslexic, so. Oh, oh no. <laughs> that makes it even harder. Yeah, and I also say I was born in the wrong era. Mm -hmm. If I had been born in ancient Greece, my grammar <laughs> and punctuation would be perfect. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> but, but nowadays, oh. oh no. How my editor has not killed me through the computer screen over my technical issues is a miracle. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> so I am one to say, do not worry about the future when you are writing in the present. That's excellent advice. <laughs> so of all your series, and you have many, do you have a favorite character or would you get in trouble with the others? You know what? I, I think I love pretty much all of them. Um, Shelly Lynn, the little duckling in my little chapter book. Um, in a lot of ways, she really is me, even though I don't think that I succeed as, as well as she does, but just the, the, you got to keep going. You're not going to let your friends down. You stand up for people. Um, that's just me. And then in the um, Texas Size Mystery Series, in the second book, Murder on the Maternity Ward, and then in the third book, Murder in the Houston High, High Rise, there's a character called Ashanti. And um, I think she's my favorite to write because she's just, she's just so quirky and so silly. And she wants to be better and she's never had anything and then she gets involved with these people that take her in and, and become her family and she doesn't quite know how to handle it it's a little overwhelming and so she kind of pushes them away she hears things and she's like okay well they're talking about me so I'm, I'm just gonna leave 
I'm going to run away. And, you know, people have told me that that was a stupid thing and that I shouldn't have written that. But I mean, that's kind of how I feel because I am introverted and I don't like people too much. I, I get overwhelmed when there's too many people. Um, I'm in my space. And when people, when there's too much, I do start pushing away and I find reasons to, to distance myself from people. And I, I feel like Ashanti is funny and she's sweet and she's strong and I just adore her and I love writing her character. Uh, but she sounds like a great character though. And I actually 100% get the introverted thing. People might not believe listening to this folks, but <laughs> I myself am an introvert. <laughs> For years, I was quiet, shy, needed my space. It's partly how I got into writing in the first place because in grade school, I had like 20 imaginary friends none of them normal (laughs) (laughs) oh no I had like a winged lion (laughs) nice and I like that (laughs) and I used to pester the poor teacher's assistant who was supposed to you know watch the playground Mm -hmm. with their adventures (laughs) and it got to the point where she's like if you put these on tape recorder I would so listen to them (laughs) she had no idea what she was setting me up for (laughs) hey that's great though look what look what's happened with that oh yes and (laughs) and of all the actually of all the characters I've created probably my favorite would be the main character from Sparks of Suspicion and I'm sorry if I'm talking about myself too much (laughs) you're not keep going (laughs) uh her name's Sabia and like I've said before, she's kind of what I wish I was. Mm -hmm. She's extroverted while I'm introverted. She speaks her mind. Um, In fact, in a couple, in book three, I have her talking with the sheriff. And at one point, the sheriff says, I don't need someone to tell me how to do my job. And Sabia comes back and goes like, well, someone has to. (laughs) and just the attitude that somehow I guess somewhere in me there's that attitude or else I wouldn't have been able to write it but oh yeah (laughs) but the fact that she is this she has this attitude and I love her for it Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah and and it's Writing for me was also kind of a an exploration of I'm biracial. I'm my mom's white, my dad's black, well, black Native American. And so far, writing has given me a chance to explore black history and Native American history for me because my characters are either black or Native American. Nice. And Ashanti's black. I, <laughs> I'm not black, so I hope that that doesn't offend anyone. It doesn't but, offend me. Okay, because, you know, but she's, and yeah, Shanti's black. Yeah. And she got attitude. <laughs> <laughs> I just love her. Hmm, that's the char- interesting. The characters that have attitude seem to be the most fun to write. <laughs> Definitely. 
I think it's because, again, back to the, okay, we're going to have a therapy session on paper. <laughs> it's a chance for us to speak out our own attitudes through this character. <laughs> yeah, and, and we can kind of control it because if you or I said some of the things that some of our characters might say, we could get into trouble, <laughs> but we can make it work in the book so that it all comes out okay. <laughs> yes. So, Yeah. So have you had an author that's influenced your writing? You know, I have, I think, I mean, so many, because I mean, like Phyllis Whitney and um, just a lot of the old time writers, the classics, but also I have to say Stephen R. Donaldson. Um, and if you've never read any of his stuff, it, a lot of people it might not appeal to, especially, it's definitely not cozy, mystery um but he wrote the Tom the chronicles of thomas covenant and his character has um oh my gosh i just lost the word <laughs> um what is the disease where your limbs twist and it's old old disease um there's like parkinson's or no they used to put them on like an island they used to put the people that had this uh, uh, away from other people I can't Lep think of it leprosy yes. leprosy ah so his main character it has um leprosy he just found out and he's ending up you know losing his family and people are afraid to be around him and his whole life is just changing and he ends up falling and hitting his head and he's transported to this other world where he's healthy and strong and he does some kind of bad things at first because he's gone from where he's shunned and he's sick and he's in pain and he can't feel to where he's everything is vibrant and he's strong and he's powerful and he makes some mistakes. And um, I think one of the things that taught me is that you can have a character who's a good character, but sometimes they do bad things or make mistakes, but that doesn't mean that they're a bad person, if that makes sense. Yeah. But it, this character was so complicated. And then when he would come back to his, quote, real life, um, he would be so sad because he was back to being in pain and stuff. But, he's, but he would be stronger in his own mind, if that makes sense. He, he realized that he had more in him because I think at first he'd pretty much given up. You know, it was just too much to handle. And then going to this other world where he's strong and he has these adventures it taught him that there's more inside him. It, it, it's not just his physical. And there's just so many, there's so many different things. It's kind of an epic, kind of like a Hobbit type um, or, you know, Lord of the Rings type story, a very Tolkien type thing. But I, I think all of my characters have some flaws, but they're good people. And we all make mistakes. We all do stupid things. Um, and I think that's been a really big influence if yeah, that makes any sense whatsoever. <laughs> oh, it makes so much sense. I mean, when it comes to reading, a reader doesn't, okay, I'm making a very broad statement here. A reader doesn't <laughs> want the, what's called the Mary Sue character, always perfect, always right, mm -hmm. always does the right thing. They want those complex yeah, we goofed here, but we can make it right. We can 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Kind of redemption or um, atonement sometimes. Yeah. So how are you and your family coping with the pandemic? Um, some days better than others. Um, Isn't that I how d- it is with everybody? <laughs> yes, yes, I, I think so. But I mean, I don't know. My writing really helps me because when I start getting into it, you know, I disappear into my world. I, I just, I'm in the writing. I don't notice much going on around me. In fact, you know, my son has to like say, mom, drink. <laughs> you know he he will you know bring me food or snacks or whatever and he he knows that when I'm really really in my zone that it's better to not disturb me you know he he tries to support me and he's like he knows when I get like that just to let me go let me do my thing but he still will interrupt me a little bit like you know you need to drink some water you need to have a snack (laughs) you need to stand up and stretch (laughs) and he's so funny uh, and I still get frustrated. I'm like, no, I don't want to. I just want to get this done. He's like, mom. So he takes care of me. But, you know, when I'm in that zone, I'm so happy. I'm so happy. And it really does help alleviate some of the stress and everything, you know. But I do get depressed. And there are days that it's really hard to write or be creative or even, you know, you don't even want to put on clothes. You just don't care. Other days, it's like, you know what? This is going to be fine. We're going to get through this. So it's just, you know, like for everybody, it's kind of a roller coaster. And, um, you know, my day job, um, some days I'm really happy there. Some days I'm really not. I, uh, I grant benefits for, for food stamps and, and um, medical insurance. And it's, it's really difficult. We have a lot of people that are really struggling. And then we have a lot of people that are taking advantage and um, I tend to get yelled at a lot. People will yell at me. They won't turn in their paperwork and then it's my fault. And so I think this has just been, it's just been a hard year. I'm really ready for 2021 and hopefully it's going to be better. But, but, you know, by the same token, I've, I've written this year so far, I wrote, I've finished four books and then I went back and I'm rewriting the ending of the fourth one because I didn't like it. And I have my novella that's in the new box set. And I have my new series, which I've started writing and everything. So I've gotten a lot accomplished. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I I don't think I really answered your question. I think we're all just kind of taking it day by day and doing the best we can, (laughs) you know. Actually, you answered the question perfectly there are no wrong answers to any of my okay. questions really <laughs> <laughs> thank you I know I ramble sometimes so oh sorry hey we have gone off track so many times in this conversation but that's what makes a fun show <laughs> yeah so how can my snoops and sleuths follow you you know what I had written that down and I didn't bring it with me in here so um I am on, you can follow my Amazon uh, author page. I'm on BookBub, um, Goodreads. I have the Facebook um, author page, which I don't know. But my name is Michelle Francic, and, you know, you can look me up. Um, I have a website, mfrancictheauthor.com. 
I'll admit I don't update it as much as I should because I'm not very good with this one. <laughs> I have a new um, theme that I can't quite figure out how to make work. So. Yeah, technology, isn't it wonderful sometimes? Sometimes it goes smoothly <laughs> and you're great. Other times your mic breaks. <laughs> that yes. from from today, <laughs> folks. <laughs> Oh, I know. Um, but, hey, I'm actually not very good at keeping my writer website up either. <laughs> so I guess that just happens sometimes. There are so many things to do and marketing. And then, like I said, I work a full-time job and it takes a lot out of me. And then I'm, I write and, um, yeah, there's just, so, there's so many things to it. Yeah, I, I hear you on that. Between juggling the podcast and my writing and, yeah, the website kind of goes on the back burner sometimes. Yep. <laughs> so, wow, we've done nearly a half hour show and it was so much fun talking with you. I could talk with you for hours. <laughs> <laughs> it has been fun. Thank you. I was really nervous, but you made it really fun. Thank you. Oh, I'm glad I made it fun. So do you have any closing words of wisdom or advice? Um, just be who you are and do what makes you happy. And, you know, if you want to write, write. Don't let anyone ever tell you that, that you shouldn't. Um, I do have to give you, if I, if, can I give you one more story real quick? Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, I've always loved writing. I always was creating worlds, creating stories. And then in junior high, I came up with a story. Um, I don't know if you've read The Witch of Blackbird Pond, but that was one of my favorites. And so I wrote a story that, that was about um, someone in the present day that would suddenly have these like visions um, of the past and things that happened. And they would feel like they were actually there, even though they weren't. And I wrote this story. I was so proud of it. And I read it to the class and the class was like, oh my gosh, this is a fabulous story. And the teacher said that, you know, we are going to submit them to this contest. But then she came and talked to me later and she said, well, this isn't realistic. So you need to change it because that wouldn't happen. And I'm like, well, it's a story. And she told me, no, well, I'm not going to submit it because it's, it wouldn't happen like that. And I let that crush me oh. for a long time. I thought, well, you know, I thought it was a great story and apparently she didn't. And, you know, I let it really bother me. And that was dumb. It was dumb. It was a great story. If she didn't want to submit it, fine. It had nothing to do with me. It was her issue, but I really took that personally. And so don't let someone tell you, no, don't let someone tell you, you know, I mean, just write, do what you have to do and be yourself. That is some great, that is some great advice, and I 100% agree. And it's such a shame when things like that happen, where it's like someone out there just sees how a piece of fiction couldn't be plausible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's just kind of like, well, wait a minute. Fiction. <laughs> mm -hmm, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. And then it was like probably a couple months later, a movie or a show or something came out that had a similar type thing. And I was just like so angry. I just wanted to go to her and say, see, 
you see it is it is possible it could happen but you know yeah yeah and <laughs> who knows if you had done that you probably wouldn't have made any headway she probably wouldn't have liked the show anyway probably not <laughs> <laughs> well thanks for being on the show this has been so much fun and hey i'll gladly have you on the show again I was going to ask if I could, because this was really fun. <laughs> Absolutely. Anytime. All right. Well, Snips and Sleuths, you've heard another great interview here on The Cozy Sleuth. I'd like to thank my patron, Regina, for becoming a Guiding Clue member and helping us keep our show commercial-free and growing. I'd also like to thank my Coffee Clutch for their contributions as well. If you'd like to be like Regina and have your name mentioned on the air, Join us on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash thecozysleuth, or you can join us on our, on our coffee account and, and become a member of my coffee clutch. That's ko-fi.com slash thecozysleuth. Until next time, this is Leanna Shield saying, keep cozy, and please remember to join us on Twitter at thecozysleuth. All websites and links will be in the show's notes. See you next time.